1: Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin who created I
0: said give me the hell yeah.
2: Hey, this is Zeta Zay. Hello, oh, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted
3: you
0: need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucked. Hey everyone this is jeff Cobb. i'm lewis howley i'm sam spoker we are
3: pretty deadly hello my name is in the the star the nxt uk champion
1: and you're listening to the wrestling wrestling podcast You're listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stancy, Romaran, and Emil ASH on another audio-only episode. It's our Picks of the Week joint. And you know what we do by this point, right? Uh, we used to do this part at the end of the live stream. So now we've got a fully fleshed out episode for the highlights of the week in wrestling. And there's a lot of wrestling to talk about, as always. And it's not going to stop anytime soon because we are on the road to WrestleMania. And with that comes a lot of fun stuff. That you, the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast listener, get to be a part of, especially if you are one of the members of our growing and vibrant and raucous Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron community. Alright, so before WrestleMania,
3: we have AEW Revolution uh, pay-per-view this month. And uh, it's coming uh, this weekend, so we will have our watch party. And if you want to join uh, the watch party and enjoy the other perks of being a Patreon subscriber, you can join and support the podcast by subscribing to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash wrestlingwrestlingpodcast. Again, other perks of subscribing to our Patreon aside from the watch party. Uh, You could also join our Discord community where we talk about everything and anything under the sun. Of course, we talk about wrestling, but we also talk about other stuff like gaming, fashion, food, memes, just topics in general that you could talk to us about in our Discord community and uh, another Perk is our passabys, which uh in fact we will have our next one during WrestleMania season. So balapit yan So if you want to buy your uh WWE or AW or any other uh wrestling merch, pedagamag pasabai when you join our Patreon and lastly uh, we have uh, the exclusive re- review content from the weekly wrestling shows like Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, and some local wrestling events as well. And by subscribing to our Patreon, you are supporting the podcast and everything that we do. So uh, I just want to repeat our Patreon link is patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. Uh, the cost of it, I forgot to say. <laughs> Uh, it's only as low as five dollars, or in our local currency, it's around two hundred sixty to two
1: hundred seventy pesos. Okay, nasaan niya palatagan na nakalimutan mo yung kosto niya. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> it's, right. yeah. it's all good though. It's all yeah. good. We're getting there. We're yeah. Getting there. Kaya <clears> that ka na nakalimutan mo. Hindi malalanan namin, <laughs> yeah. Alright, Let's get to our picks of the week. As always, if you want to be part of the conversation, you know what to do, right? Hit us up at Wrestling2XPod on Twitter and on TikTok with your own picks of the week. Let's start with you, Young Buck. Emil A.S.H., what is your pick of the week? All right, so my pick of the week...
3: Is from the uh Noah uh event last week for uh during the KG Muto's uh grand final uh last love that was that is the uh title of the show happened last week, uh Tuesday last week. And it's a match between uh Kaito Kiyomiya and Kazuchika Okada. So this is actually my first time watching a NOAH show, and uh, I just want to say I love the set date they had at the Tokyo Dome much better than what NJPW did during Wrestle no? Kingdom, I just okay. want to say. <laughs> and uh, so and this match, for those who uh, doesn't know the context behind this match, the build-up of this match started during, I think, Wrestle Kingdom Night 2, where uh, Kiyomiya made a statement during a tag match By kicking Okada in the face. Which led to Okada going uh, berserk. And uh, throwing some legit, I think legit, shoot punches or kicks towards Kiyomiya. Like, all of it felt real that they stopped the match afterwards. Uh, Of course, it's all a work. Uh, All of it was a work. uh, (laughs) Looking back at it. And the one observation I had like from the beginning of the match is. Kiyomiya really looks like and reminds me of a younger Okada. And... There's a present versus future vibes in this match, which was perfect for the theme of of the show, for the the theme of the entire event. And this was a great match. I love how Okada was a big-time douchebag during the match and throughout the build-up of the match. And I also love how he kept on dismissing Kiyomiya like in the build-up towards the match and he's dismissing him in the match in the match itself it is very reminiscent for me of tanahashi undermining okada when it was okada who's the young and upcoming rising star 10 years ago when he first introduced the rainmaker persona so yung attitude of tanahashi towards okada with okada with kiyomiya so a perfect cycle or, or something. And, um, they'll talk about the match itself. The match itself was really good. I would recommend this to anyone who hasn't seen Kiyomiya wrestle. Uh, again, this is the first time that I've seen a Kiyomiya match. And he went toe to toe and held his own against the ace. And, um, that last sequence though, when, uh, Okada hit, Uh, Kaito with a Rainmaker and then pulled him after the two count and did another Rainmaker. That was fun. (laughs) That that was like, uh, that was a mega star move, mega, mega douche, uh, heel move by Okada. And, um, I wish we could see more of this in NJPW. Like he hasn't shown the edge that he showed throughout the build up and during this match in NJPW in the last, what, like five years. So I, (laughs) you know, if there's anything I want, After this match, I want that Okada more in a JPW. But nonetheless, it was a great match. Um, Great showcase between uh, two of the best uh, uh, Japanese wrestlers in the world right now.
1: It's amazing that you bring up uh, Megastar Heel Okada. It's been a while since we last saw him. Um, I I don't really know why. Uh, He's kind of defaulted to being like a younger Tanahashi for New Japan. But uh, basically feeling the same role that Tanahashi has always had. Uh, as the ace of New Japan. So it's good. Gr- it's great that you brought that up because it also made me think that nah, it's been too long since we've had that version of the Rainmaker.
2: Yeah. And actually, um, I don't know why you say that he is the super mega douche heel. Remember, he was the one who got hit first with pretty stiff strike to the mouth, but to the head to the head. So when you remember that, you know that he's kind of justified in trying to tame the young buck. Interesting thing though. Um, you mentioned that the whole thing was a work. At the time when uh, he, when they started stiffing each other and shooting on each other, we thought it was a shoot. Or at least uh, we couldn't figure out ano And now that we had all of this, now everything has happened, uh, it's clear now that it seems Noah was the one who booked the entire thing. Like it doesn't seem like NJPW had a too much of a creative hand in this. I think the only terms of the deal, um, looking from the outside in, is that Okada has to win because Okada is still the big champion, but right? he's still the the top champion in Japan, if not number two in the world. It's not a good idea to have him lose to Kiyomiya here. So, really interesting thing. It really shook up young. Uh, the way they tell stories in japan like um new japan has been kind of a holding pattern for the way they've been doing things and this one is kind of a breath of fresh air to the point that uh i'm actually glad that they started out hot nowadays because okada matches are kind of like formal polite affairs even with um I don't think he's had a really hot nemesis in quite a while until this. I think no one, no one has really disrespected him like Kiyomiya did. Uh. Last month, February, I really appreciated that it was a nice change of pace. It was a sprint, then a marathon. There were very little uh, slow points in the match. They really just went at it. Uh, That's the kind of thing I like to see. And they delivered on this one. I was pleasantly surprised because I didn't see any clip or snippet of this match leading up to it, uh, leading up to my watching of it, rather. So it was really, really great. Hands down. Um, I've seen Kiyomiya before, but you know, I never really had a chance to appraise or to appraise him. So um, this guy is one to watch. This kid is one to watch.
1: All right. So that's Emil's pick. We're gonna go to Rowan's and we're gonna stay outside of WWE for this one. It was the All-Atlantic Championship match from Dynamite this past Thursday, Manila time between defending champion Orange Cassidy and Wheeler Yuta. And Sabi Rowan, it's a type of match, nah. In the best way, so it'll actually get you to sleep peacefully. And, you know, um, I, I wish I were at a point where I could feel this type of emotion again. And then you'll actually get all hyped up and then you can go to sleep peacefully. Because, you know, with with wrestling being on the other side of the world for the most part, we don't really get to have that benefit. Right? Like, oh, yeah, I'm so hyped from wrestling. Oh, it's na Usually, yeah, I have like a, a day I, I of whatever. E- I don't even know how that works. Like, what? I mean, like if, if you lived in the states, <laughs> but you're watching wrestling in the oh. evening, and then you're all hyped up, you get Atas a great match. Ke. Yeah, ka. Then sakto, gabi na, you go to bed, right? Right. Okay. Gotcha. That doesn't happen for us here in the Philippines. Yeah. I uh, no. So, um,
2: it kind of does for me because I, I watch most things at night. Like I don't, I don't watch live anymore. I don't have AEW Plus right now, so I, I don't have the luxury of uh, spending time watching a live broadcast. So uh, I kind of get where this is going or where he went with it. But yeah, I agree too.
1: Yeah. Uh, so going into the match, the big story here was uh, how Wheeler Yuta used to be a member of Best Friends. And then there is that history of in-ring face-offs between Orange Cassidy and Wheeler Yuta. And now the current versions of themselves where they're both singles champions are meeting in 2023. And so, to si Rowan with uh, how everything just came together. For example, the struggle that each had when they were applying a submission and then they were countering one another which again was a reference to their history was a nice touch and the finish uh, as Rowan says is something that he would only see in films because of how dramatic it was especially in the wrestling contest and um, I don't know about you guys but Rowan felt like Wheeler Yuda was gonna win I honestly can't see an uh, an occasion where Orange Cassidy is going to lose anytime soon. But apparently, Rowan is convinced enough that wheeler Yuta could actually have been a double champion after this match. So what did you guys think coming out of this All-Atlantic Championship match? Uh, Let's start with you, Emil. Did you get to catch this one? Yes, I did. It was the opener of uh, Dynamite. So
3: uh, we all know Dynamite openers are always going to be great. And uh, this one was uh, also great. Um, There's a statement, Rowan... uh, about uh, the all atlantic championship honestly what's the purpose of the
2: championship like um, um no well <laughs> The purpose was to travel with it. Uh, it was supposed to be defended, okay. uh, in different countries, the UK, Japan, pero siempre. Uh, they can't always send Orange Cassidy to it. They did that, um, with, uh, previous champions, from, uh, like Sixth and Park, who have, uh, a reason to go to UK, Daba. So a uh, whole lot of those things. So, uh, like many things, uh, the original purpose has fallen by the wayside, but it kind of stands in as another TV championship. So I, I don't hate it that much.
3: You know, I, like um, when I was thinking about it, this looks like another TNT title, and this actually gets defended more than a TNT title recently. So, but yeah, the, the match itself was was great, and uh, I'm glad they got back to this to, to this story because they touched on it last year. Nung bago si Combat Club, but again, but I guess because they're both baby faces, na a feud wouldn't work at that point, but now that you know, we, we talked about this on the, on the, on the audio only, uh, on the last episode. And, uh, it seems like the Blackpool Combat Club are leaning towards the heel side now. They might go back to this storyline, um, with, uh, Yuta being a former member of the best friends and how in Yuta's mind, na palang best friends. But in reality, they were just there to be his friend, not to be his mentor. So, I really want them to expound on this more rather than this just being like one match, a one off. So, but the terms of this match, this match was a great opener to Dynamite. You
2: mm-hmm. remember that Trent really was being a dick to him. Yeah. Right? yeah. It, it, I he wasn't, wasn't lying to bring about that up to, okay, <laughs> he wasn't uh, lying. openly
1: admitted to bullying Utah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he wasn't lying there. about that. Uh, so that's yeah. why that's why I'm justified just, uh, I know, so uh, I'm I'm glad that you mentioned about the All-Atlantic Championship being kind of a TV title now because I actually liked Orange Cassidy's spot on Rampage where he would defend it every week. Uh, that was a nice thing because even though the championship kind of feels like a C championship, at least uh, Rampage always had a title match. Uh, so I kind of wish this match was on Rampage. I, I wish a lot of matches were on Rampage, but um the this week's episode was pretty good as well. But anyway, yes. Uh to Rowan's point about Utah um looking like he was gonna win, I think Orange Cassidy's really, really good at that, making people believe the the opponent has a chance against him. He's like Roman Reigns in that regard. Uh he's so good at making people just believe. And uh, that's the beauty of a, of an Orange Cassidy uh, title match. Or Orange Cassidy match. Even I don't think I've ever seen a bad Orange Cassidy match in AEW so far. Correct me if I'm wrong. Because he is so good at what he does. Um, yeah, at the stance point, I knew that Yuta wasn't going to win. But the whole point of, of the thing is a journey and not the destination. So uh, really good stuff. That's all I can say. I, uh, I'm going back to my point that it was on Rampage
1: yeah yeah uh you said earlier rona i don't think there isn't a bad orange cassidy match reminds me of one of the things you uh told me about comedy wrestlers and how at their heart you have to be a good wrestler first before you can be a good comedy wrestler and i think orange cassidy is one of the best examples of that
2: I i wouldn't say good good wrestler i just think you need to nail your basics and not rely on comedy as a crutch to hide any weaknesses if you will like Uh, Not everyone can be a good wrestler, but people can be a solid wrestler, a basic, uh, fundamentally solid wrestler. I -hmm. I guess that makes people good. I think by some metric, it does. But, you know, uh, you don't have to be the best. You don't
1: have to be as uh, great as Orange Cassidy. Mm -hmm. All right. So there, uh, there, that's the first half of our picks of the week. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll swing over to WWE for Rose as well as Mines, which I'll be sharing with Chino. But first, a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
1: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host. And we're back with the second half of our picks of the week. Let's go over to WWE and let's start with Rose Pick. I haven't picked something from Raw in a while. So last week, uh Raw had
2: a main event. Uh Edge accepted the open challenge of one Austin Theory no uh elimination chamber press conference. So it was them for the United States Championship. It goes to show how how well Raw is doing when it comes to their roster depth. Like you can have this kind of match, and um it doesn't feel super weird. It doesn't feel forced or anything. Like, uh, okay, Edge accepted the open challenge. This is nice. We're getting something different for a change, And uh it was so good. You really kind of miss the way Edge and by extension Christian work. You know how uh matches nowadays um may conting pause, may conting I don't know it's just not as fluid as the way edge and Christian wrestle like uh I don't know if you guys noticed this, but uh, uh, he wrestles in a way that there's very little uh, pauses, but the action is always going and going. Uh, He finds a way to be more mobile uh, mobile than um, he seems to be. I mean, he's what uh, in his fifties, about. plus Edge. Forty-nine, uh, almost his fifties, and you would expect, like, from watching Chris Jericho, even that um, he would be slowed down and all. But Edge is still as limber as ever, and the way he wrestles accentuates that. Um, he's
1: deceptively limber. And uh, it's just so fun to watch. Uh, it's so refreshing. no wasted motions on commentary, but that's not what you're referring to.
2: Yeah, it's not what I'm referring to because uh, you can still you know stop and go and still have no wasted motion. This one is just really continuous motion. Like some of it can be wasted, but it's just really going and going. There are really spots suave, if you've noticed uh, it in this match. So it's just the way Edge has wrestled. I, I noticed this in many of his matches, like in a way that I-, I haven't really noticed before. And it looks good. It came off a lot better than his pay per view matches, I think, with the exception of, I guess, the one versus Randy Orton where they went 60 minutes of him. Mm. This one, because it's TV, there's a little less time to go. Uh, you gotta do as much as you can in a short in as short a time as possible. So it really worked out. And uh like Rowan back in Utah uh Orange Cassidy, they really did some interesting cardiac drama. And I knew he wasn't gonna win, but like I say, uh there's still the judgment day thing going on and Theory is uh, moving on to bigger and better Things but they really also Made us believe like uh the Audience the live audience at least really Bought into everything and I think that was the only time the Ottawa Audience came alive the entire Episode of Raw and to think that was The very end of three or at The four three and a half hours of wrestling And that's usually the deadest point On the show so Kudos to Edge uh, I don't know if it was Because of his hometown aura if you Will but and i want to invite everyone especially if you are training to be a wrestler if you're a wrestler in um of all experience levels even just just watch the thing and see how he moves it's
1: so good i also want to invite edge to unblock out a happy Zero. <laughs> yes. i mean no, I, I didn't even say this to you know to get him to unblock me it, it was just so good
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm wondering if the refreshing match of Edge is because of the fact that it wasn't against a Judgment Day member. Because for me, that's what it was. Eh. Um, I love Edge, man. We all know this, but like, Medjo nasawa na rin ako with all of his face offs with Finn and Damien Priest and Dominic. Na to see him go up against a different guy in Austin Theory was uh, exactly what I needed to just get really into this match. So, Ikawa Emil, did you feel that na parang nga, No, it's Edge facing someone who's not part of the Judgment Day. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's been a while. No? Every Edge match since like
3: last year was always against either Finn or Damien Priest or, or Dominic. So, it's a refreshing take and uh, I believe this is for me this is because I didn't really see Edge his first run, right? So this is for me the best match I've seen from Edge like ever. So, <laughs> yeah, because I had not yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. so. go, go watch the Brock Lesnar match that he had in 2002 or 2003. Or uh, the Eddie right. Guerrero match from two thousand. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah I heard just, that one. Yeah. You'll see that it's uh, his his work is much of the same. His mobility is much of the same.
3: Yeah, and that's the thing, no. His style of wrestling, Hindi Like you look at guys his age or like guys like Jericho. Jericho throughout the years has changed his style so much, but with Edge and also I guess to the same extent Christian, they have been consistently the same wrestler that they were since they became like stars in the wrestling uh, industry and. It's refreshing to see this style in the modern age where everyone like uh, it's all about the spots, all about getting to this spot, to this spot. So na ganda ting And yeah, I have nothing else more to say. The, um it's uh, the best uh match I've seen from Edge like all time. siya kosh alove much on Raw.
2: To add then real quick, uh, it was also a good thing that he was facing Austin Theory because uh, theory is not his size, uh, theory is shorter than him, but he is also really, really mobile. So he can do everything that Edge asked him to do. I know that he scripted everything because it, it was clear that they were getting to from one spot to the next. Uh, if you know how to call it in the ring, um, you'll know how that looks like. So it wasn't that. So, um, theory was in there, was, was a present for all the spots and he executed well. Mm-hmm. I just want to add. I do hope this uh, leads to Austin Curie
3: having open challenges. Uh, Not just this one, but in maybe uh, in the lead up to WrestleMania. If he's going to face Cena, might as well copy one of Cena's uh, uh, most iconic eras, which was the US Open Challenges. And uh, because Austin Curie, people don't give him much credit for Actually being a decent wrestler, yeah. like, yeah, he's not the best, but he gets the job done. And he's the U.S. champion for a reason. Like, they entrust him to always have a good to great TV matches every week. And uh, yeah, and uh, I hope people can give him uh, more respect as time goes by.
1: Yeah, uh, I agree about that. Austin Theory, to me, is one of those complete package wrestlers where he has the look, he has the skill, he has the character, and he can talk. So he has everything naman. And um, yeah, uh, that, that's the Edge and Austin Theory Love Fest as we give their match our pick of the week stamp of approval here on the podcast. We're going to close things out with a pick of the week that Chino and I are going to share for this week, and that was Sami Zayn's Elimination Chamber vlog. And for us here in the Philippines, tiba nawala natay ng WWE Network, so we can't watch WWE 24 and Uh, Untold and 365 and all the good stuff on the network like we used to be able to so to have this be up on YouTube for free for everybody was such a treat and I loved how we got an all-access pass basically into Sami Zayn's weekend uh, Sami Zayn himself said on Twitter na, he's very private about his personal life. It's the first time we got to meet his wife on camera, his son I didn't know he had a son. I just assumed he had a kid. I didn't know how old or how young this kid was um even the bit where Sammy would talk to his son in I think Arabic the Bayung language
2: I was trying to decipher it. It didn't sound French, so it had to be Arabic.
1: Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. Ang ganda rin nung how yung lines of Sami Zayn, the human being, and Sami Zayn, the professional wrestler, because it was such a huge moment. Because the meta narrative heading into Elimination Chamber was equally compelling as the in ring narrative that WWE was trying to tell. So that was really good. And ang daming good quotes from. Everybody who was interviewed for it, the mga family members ni Sammy, mga childhood friends niya. Uh, there was this one person. I think he was uh, an independent wrestler that Sammy came up with when uh, El Generico was going up through the ranks. Na, sabi na parang it's not just a right place, right time kind of guy. He was the right person for that to happen to, and it really encapsulated how beautiful this moment was. Now, even after having watched this vlog after already going through elimination chamber and the heartbreak parang na appreciate it's one of those few times where you can say na uh you know don't be sad because it ended be happy because it happened or whatever the the cliche is Deba. it's probably the same type of gratification that you'd get when you watch your SDE at the end of your wedding or some shit. <laughs> Those were the emotions going through my head when I was watching this Elimination Chamber vlog. And it was a great way to really get us to feel more for this person. Uh, not just the wrestler. For this person whose journey we're all so heavily invested in.
2: Yeah. Uh, I like these type of things. And it's good that they released it on YouTube instead of putting it in a 24 or a- yeah. Young Chronicle or, uh, whichever of the million <laughs> docuseries that they have on the network. I actually wish that this was the kind of content that they played on the show, uh, on SmackDown, on Raw. Cause say this is the exact kind of hype that you need for your wrestlers, especially not just for the big stars, but also for, um, anyone that you're trying to push, really. Because hey, uh, this is how you flesh out the character. Uh, not even the character, but the person. But um, if you wanted to, the character then. So uh I really appreciated this. It was really good. It was a nice look into Sammy, Sami Zayn, the person. And by extension, I guess now, Sammy Zayn, the character. And I've always wanted young HBO specials, the ones they play before the boxing shows, yeah, for the boxing cards. I've always wanted that for WWE. Because... Hey, the way they do it is just so, so good. And I need something like that for, uh, a star that you want people to like. Cause uh, the way we do it now, not even just WWE, not, you know, but a lot of other wrestling promotions, they don't really think of this. Cause uh, it's a lot of work, but I think the work pays off, especially when you have a lot of interesting material. It's really good. Uh, I liked. Everything about it, uh, I like the vice principal who was actually the first match Sammy had. yeah uh, that was good yeah <laughs> sacht sacht, eh? oh. uh, yeah, um I wish there was more of this for Sammy and for everyone else. I don't know when else they would do for Sammy uh maybe if they did another uh if they did a rematch with Roman or Cody, this could be a thing that they do, but at this point, I also don't think you know, you need it for Sammy anymore because uh, he already has the audience's heart, so. Cody, I guess. I'll be fine with a Cody like this or Jay. Oh, or J- intervenes-
1: no, Xavier Woods, but right? They wrestled each other in the amateur ranks in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So get yeah, into that uh, history. I, I like series. I like documentary content
1: and documentary vignettes. Yeah, same here. Same here. Igo uh, Emil, any feelings about the Elimination Chamber vlog?
3: Um... I mean, before Elimination Chamber, I
2: didn't even know that
3: <laughs> He said
1: that
2: he tried to keep everything private. I yeah. knew he had a wife. I wasn't sure that he had a kid until Elimination Chamber, but uh, he was really private about that. Yeah, because... Um,
3: I've seen him in a lot of like documentaries. you must shoot documentaries, uh, like the one with K.O. and they only mention uh K.O., K.O. only. Parang only K.O. has a family, not not Sammy. So I was shocked that he had his own family, but and then they, you know, na nga, tama yung sinabi mo stag, no, na the feeling that I felt after watching the vlog is the, I'm just glad it happened for Sammy. Like now looking back at it, like I'm okay. If Sammy doesn't get the WrestleMania moment, because don't say the, that dude, what the hell? No, 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 not that. Oh, sorry. He's like, not
2: manifesting. He's <laughs> just saying that he'll be okay with it.
3: Yeah. Like, um, like I'm <laughs> like, uh, like I'm okay. If he doesn't get the championship, the, uh, world championship match that we all wanted because he already got his moment in front of his hometown, in front of his friends like, uh, he got to see uh, so many people admire him and cheer him so much so, sino pa ba yung ibang restless na naka naka naka-experience ang ganong
1: treatment? Like in their hometown, like all the people. Really Drew had home. something similar. But the, yeah, the, like, the Sammy yeah. moment was really something okay. on a different level. Drew exactly. Did,
2: Drew did a thing, but he did um, he did the docu thing as well. I yes. think that was before the Brock match, uh, or was it before Clash? Mm-hmm.
1: No, just for clash, because in the what are they? UK, they. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Because
2: yeah. the shoot is in Scotland, so uh, there was that. I actually wanted it before the match, so but of course, um, they shot the content on the day, so you mm. know, that that's my choice. Though.
1: Yeah, may it may up talaga, may it talaga mag, mag uh, pre prod then mag produce na ganito type of content. Sorry, Mil, were you gonna say something? No, I'm just again, I'm just glad he got
3: his moment and uh i I am glad that he knows how much the fans are rooting for him or behind him always uh are always gonna support him no matter what no matter if he made he made Vince Mania, or he does something else at Mania or anything beyond that he already has the fans he already got the audience uh to root behind him so this is like um that feeling you get after watching Avengers and even though Iron Man dies, you still get that happy feeling uh at least you watch that movie and you witness that moment happen. Iron yeah, Man die? Iron
1: Man die! Yeah. <laughs> 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 thanks, thanks for taking it there, Emil. Um, one last thing about Young Elimination Chamber of Log. This is the type of content that I wanted to see come out of PWR Homecoming. Of role, you and I, we worked on that event, and uh, th- there were conversations that we would kind of do something like this and then when we all realized just how shorthanded we were for the entire thing parang, it's so much impossible na to. but like for the local scene to just get people to be invested in our talents' lives and careers and their own narratives and and stuff like this is something I would have wanted sana for uh, for PWR at the time so yon, um, I I just hope na, if not this generation that the next generation takes notes of how the local scene could be uplifted by something like this That should have
2: been a media partnership, actually. It shouldn't have been from us, but, uh, you know, uh, it is what it is. Them's
1: the brakes. So, there, uh, those are our picks of the week. Just a quick recap Emil's was Kiyomiya versus Okada from uh, Noah's Kijimuto Grand Final Last Love. Rowan's was Orange Cassidy versus Wheeler Yuta from Dynamite. Rose was Edge versus Austin Theory from Raw last week. And for me and Chino, it's Sami Zayn's Elimination Chamber vlog. Now, we know that so much has happened and a lot of good wrestling is out there, good wrestling content as well. So, if you want to add to the pick of the week conversation, then even send some. Hours way to watch you know where to find us it is at Wrestling2XPod on TikTok and Twitter for Facebook Instagram and Spotify It's at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast uh, You can hit us up Individually It's at EML underscore Meister At Rose War At Chino Supersize, And at Monday Night Rowan We're gonna catch you This Thursday For our live stream As always uh, We're gonna be doing Another predictions episode Because there's a huge Pay-per-view On the weekend It's Revolution So uh, I'm not gonna be Part of it It'll be Ro and Emil And maybe a guest host if they, If you guys can find one For the Revolution Live stream Which is gonna be Live on YouTube And on Facebook at 7pm on Thursday Uh, And of course after that We're gonna catch you again on the next Pick of the Week episode on Tuesday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much to our babyface producers, especially to Joshua, who does a lot of the legwork behind the scenes. And thank you to every listener, streamer, subscriber, follower, and patron for all of the support and all of the love that you show us here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. On behalf of Roman and Emil A.S.H., my name is Stan C. saying stay safe, stay healthy, and let's all be nice. Don't be a dick. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast